0: Yes, it is that time. Welcome back to Ready Set Real Estate for another information-packed episode. I am thrilled to share with you that there's some exciting things going on in this market. Woohoo! It's uh, it's uh, it's hot for different reasons. Uh, more like for reasons of increased rates and uh, how that is impacting our market. It's interesting that you know there's a real thing happening. If you're active in this business, if you've been an active seller, if you're active seller, meaning you're still trying to sell your property, I feel for you. I feel for you. I've been talking to, I've been speaking with different colleagues about what's been what what we're witnessing here. Like it's really interesting. Really interesting to see what we're witnessing. And I've been sharing with different colleagues what their strategies are, you know, coaching your clients uh, because a lot of folks or a lot of seller property owners will become disgruntled because of these market shifts and these market adjustments, these pricing adjustments. I read a great uh, share by a colleague and it was interesting that it was uh, saying that those who are priced up over who, who priced their properties and were over eager to take advantage of the high prices, those are the folks that are really being impacted. So very important for you to look at the data, look at the numbers, look at the numbers. All right. Before I jump into that, listen, it's 2022. We are getting towards the end of the second quarter, right? January, February, March, April, May, June, second quarter, Write down your real estate goals. Write down your real estate goals. Why? Because that's how you manifest things. You are a co-creator. You are a co-creator. So make sure you're writing these things down. I um I tend to be fidgeting around here because I want to make sure I have my water ready so that we can get into this discussion today. I felt like it was important to share with you what is today's topic. We're on episode 167 five things every inheritor should know. You know, what we do on this show is real estate literacy. I'm a real estate advocate. I'm an advocate for real estate literacy. Not everyone wants to be a homeowner, but you may one day inherit some property. And then what? Ah, Right? That moment of uh, home alone. (laughs) You're a property inheritor. Ah your home alone and what do you need to do? What do you need to know? That's what we'll talk about today. All right. A couple of disclaimers before I jump into that, of course, do not sh- take what I share as legal or tax advice. Please consult with a licensed, reputable uh, legal and tax advisor. So an attorney, an advisor for your specific case. All right. Make sure that you are writing down. Um, oh, I almost say write down your goals. Write down your goals again. Of course, write down your goals again. I just wanted to say hi to Keith. Keith Johnson's in the building. He says thank you for sharing your talent, which is needed to compete in any markets. It's it's. You mean I just can't just learn to pass my real estate exam and come out here and sell millions of dollars worth of property? I need to be talented too. Come on. Come on. Come on, Keith. I need talent to do this too. I thought I could just have a midlife crisis and change careers altogether. You know, the average age of the person that comes into the real estate industry is 62. I'm nowhere near that. Not knocking on those who do that, but just to share with you, people go through a whole life, a whole career, and they they go, you know what? I really don't like what I do for a living. I'm going to go sell real estate. And then they come into this market and they come into this business and they feel like, well, a lot of folks are not properly coached and trained. Yes, I said it. (laughs) Speaking to the mic for the people in the back. Some folks are not properly coached and trained, which is why I feel like it's a personal mission of mine to have this platform to share, educate, empower, inform So that we all are just getting skills from different areas. I am confident in my skill. And so as a professional agent trainer, as a professional agent trainer, I invite people to connect with me, uh, learn, let's build, let's create a more safer place to do real estate. Because listen, y'all are wild out here. It's wild. It is wild. So I thank you for that, uh, Mr. Keith Johnson. All right. If you're new to the show, welcome. My name's Lisa Porto. Let me get rid of my disclaimer. Uh, my name is Lisa. Excuse me. I said Lisa Porto. I'm as a married woman. I'm married. My name is Lisa Gillette. Formerly Lisa Porto. I'm also known as Super Agent. That is my trademark. Yes. I'm broker owner of Davenio States. We're based in Southern California. Completely separate from the Ready Set Real Estate show. I just want to share with you where my experience and knowledge base comes from when I speak and share. I'm speaking from a California, as a California real estate broker professional, active in the business, active in the business. I pushed a show time from 11 a.m. Number one, my husband and I watched a great movie last night. So we were spending our uh, you know Q, QT, right, quality time last night. And so kind of slept in a little, but- I also was hoping to attend a webinar at 11, and it just didn't happen. It was on reverse mortgages. So I was torn today to talk about a couple things. I wanted to talk about reverse mar- mortgages, and then I wanted to talk about PACE lanes. The reason being is because I'm seeing that families uh, or those individuals who are inheritors don't really understand the time sensitivity with some of these mortgage products, so we'll we'll discuss that today we are diving in today i also am a pricing strategy advisor short sales and foreclosures certified i'm a seniors real estate specialist i also do probate love probate uh we've got uh, we just closed one of our probate deals woohoo woohoo uh we were in court and they uh the bid got up to 66,000 Over our contract price. So congrats to our sellers of the estate for the family. Now that is one way to honor the decedent. You get that much moolah for their property. That's of course in the event the family doesn't want to keep it, but that's a whole separate show and dialogue. Of course, in the event that the estate has to be sold. And it's presented in that way to the court. And that's what I love about probate, because when you really understand the process and why you have to go through it, the court is ultimately looking into, is this the best thing for the estate to sell the real property? And you've got to present why. Why is it the best thing for the estate? You've got to think about it. It's there to preserve the estate maximizing the equity when possible, which is why when they don't require court confirmation, you are able to maximize the equity because bidders show up. So we've got another one coming up uh, next week. I'm really excited about that. It's really hot property in South LA out here, breaking records, 9,200 square foot lot on a R3 zone, a single family home. Uh, My clients are really pleased thus far with their current contract price and we're getting to court. And I imagine we're going to have a very interesting bidding showdown. I invite you, if you're in the South LA, SoCal area, I invite you to come join us. Um, I invite you to come join us. Come let me know. You can join me in court. That would be fantastic. Uh, so that would be fantastic. Someone's at the door. Poppy, can you open that door and see? Meanwhile, let's uh, be right back after this sponsor break. We want to thank Omnis Property Solutions. Be right back. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.homnesspreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. Shout out to our show sponsor Omnispreservation.com that's Omnis Property Solutions based in SoCal uh, helping out making you as a you know client agent look like a rock star if you are a client property owner who has to deliver property vacant vacant clean removal of all personal debris junk cars things that need to be hauled off listen give them a call give them a call and bill that out. So they may not want me to share this, but I will share this. For select clients and cases, they will be open to being billed and paid directly through escrow. So what does that mean? As a preferred vendor, if you add them as a preferred vendor, build that relationship with them, like I have, they are willing to defer payment into the close of escrow. That means no out-of-pocket for from your client. Most people's money is tied up in the property anyway. So most folks don't have, you know, thousands of dollars to do cleanouts and whatnot because it's it's an extensive project, depending how much stuff these estates have, how much stuff these properties have. You're talking about people accumulating 20 to 40 years of stuff that is uh has to be moved. Someone's got to take that on. So Uh, The good news is somebody was at our door and dropped off new escrow opening packet. So, you know, if you get one of these here, that means uh, you've got a new escrow opened. And so my client is really excited because she took advantage of uh, the price reduction. She's a buyer and uh, the price on this property was reduced by one one hundred thousand dollars. We got it in escrow. We got our appraisal back. We got the appraisal back, uh, higher than our contract price. We also did get closing cost credits and then, uh, we just finished our home inspection. So, you know, I'm going to be negotiating more repair credits or, uh, additional price reduction. Listen, I'm a beast out here. Listen, I just ask people, what side do you want me on? What side? What side? Let me know. <laughs> okay. Make sure you press one, let me know you're here. Press two, let me know you shared it. And of course, if there's anything that I share that is worthy of a mic drop, any real estate gem, anything that you like, yes, right, that moves you, drop that mic drop emoji in the, in the uh, comment section and show some love. Okay. I want to say shout out to those of you who have shared it because I can see it. I actually see and get notification when you do share it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing your continued support. Additionally, I want to say Ah uh, thank you for those of you who are tuning in on our radio podcast. we're available everywhere. so thank you for connecting building sharing, subscribing, turning on the notification bell. Lathan's over here on my side because he's in he's now in summer school or summers. he's graduated so we congrats to him. thank you all for sharing so much love. I think he's like got over a hundred comments and likes and posts so, Just loving on him, and I thank you as a village for loving on him and encouraging him. He's now off to middle school. Off to middle school, so we're excited for him. He'll be enrolled in summer school as well, so he can acclimate to his new school. And he's been in tech camp. He's learned how to build his own ARVR. Of course, I'm I'm gloating right now because I'm a proud mommy. So that's why. Not to take away from the show, but you know, I'm a proud mommy. Proud mommy. (laughs) alfred says keep kicking ass lisa you're a light in this world i'll receive it thank you thank you thank you i appreciate you for that and so are you you are doing a phenomenal job with your chapter and i continue to clap you up and lift you up in that continued support because that what we we have to do that we've got to continue to support one another right All right, so today we're just going to do a discussion style. Why? Because there was so much going on. But I will use the chat box is what I'll do so that we can continue to uh, just follow along and take notes. So I'm going to open my chat box here. And I'm going to talk about the five things every inheritor should know. If you know someone who says, you know what, I don't want to own property, that's fine. That is fine to your own choice. However, if you have a family member, you've got a grandparent, a granduncle, you might even be a caregiver or a caretaker. You might be someone's best friend that they decide they will you a property or they list you as a successor of a property. You should know something. And that's the topic of today's show. The first thing you want to know. Especially, first thing is a vesting. This has to do with the ownership of the title. Okay. So they decide that, uh, you know, they're going through life and you either are being listed or considered, you're being added to, there's an open discussion about it. Then one of the things that you want to understand is how the property was in title, and then how you get it in title. Okay. So, oh, vesting. Go ahead and drop that in the chat box for me. Vesting. You know, I'm huge on real estate vocabulary words. Terms are very important. Terms are very important. So we've got to learn the vesting. That is the ownership of the title, um, excuse me, of the property. How you take title. Vesting. There are many ways you can take vesting, right? So there are a couple examples. Uh, That example would be as a sole owner, sole and separate. If you are married, sole and separate. You know, it's interesting. I, I have clients that are always baffled when they either acquire property and then they get married and then they want to refinance or purchase more property. And then the escrow or the title company says, Well, we need your spouse to sign a quit claim. We need your spouse or domestic partner to sign a quit claim deed. And they're like, Why? They're not buying it. They had nothing to do with it. Why do they need to sign? Well, because there is such a thing as having community interests, right? So legal interests in that property and here's what's interesting if you don't do this and i'm giving you just an added tip with this if you do this quit claim deeds outside of a you know insured transaction that involves an escrow that involves a title company if you do quit claims pay attention if you file quit claims outside of an insured transaction It can be questioned when you then decide to transfer the property by way of a sale. The title company will then say, hey, we noticed this person signed a quit claim deed. We need to protect our interest to make sure that the person who did it was of sound mind, that they knew they were aware and they agreed to, sign off their interest to a property because the common question is is who would do that who would sign off to a property right who would sign off so that is why so let's be mindful and and i learned this recently just for clarification purposes which was wonderful i recently did clarify with my title rep it's okay to have a quick claim from you as an individual into your your trust revocable irrevocable trust you cannot get insurance on that because it's you to yourself essentially so you're good there you're good just make sure you have your trust documents in order make sure your trust is notarized oftentimes people complete the trust and somehow forget that very important part of notarizing the trust get it notarized okay so number two the next thing every inheritor should know are liens on the property are there any active liens number 2 of our five things every inheritor should know are there any liens on the property there are two liens well there are three so we'll we'll discuss The forward mortgage liens, those are your standard regular mortgages that you should be aware of, find out, get connected with a professional, real estate professional. We are able to uh, pull a chain of title and look at any of recorded liens on the property. Uh, We just did one. So when I did an estimate for a client of what her payoff would be, she was aware of the reverse mortgage lien. So that is a product designed specifically for seniors. It cannot be assumed, means it has to be paid off. And oftentimes that is due in 30 days. You get two extensions, uh, two extensions of uh, 90 days. 90 days, and depending on the lender, they may give you up to six months, but you've got to be actively communicating with the lender for them to be open to these extensions. They will allow a financial hardship extension. They have allowed a COVID extension if you were impacted by COVID they will allow a marketing extension if you're working with a real estate professional and you need more time to close your escrow or to or market your property in order to close escrow they will give you those extensions typically those extensions are 90 days however if you have on been, if you've been on multiple extensions then they are not likely to grant you additional extensions so it's important to have the paperwork, know the amounts that are due, when it is due. Is this a loan or lien that can be assumed? Meaning in the case of a forward mortgage, there is uh, there is law that protects the family in forward, forward mortgages that will allow you to assume the loan. We did this for one of our clients uh, and allowed him to assume his mother's loan. He was able to assume the loan Mom passed away. Property was left in a trust. He's the successor trustee. He was able to assume the loan in his name. And even better, he was then able to refinance out of that loan into a veteran loan, thereby offering him a lower interest rate product. So very important to understand the liens on the property, if any. The other thing, as an inheritor, you're responsible for paying off any outstanding liens. That does include the mortgages. And i discussed the forward mortgage or standard mortgage, the reverse mortgage, which cannot be assumed. That does have to be paid off. And then there's property tax liens. And then there's this other one that's been causing a lot of pain. It's called a PACE or a Hero Lien. PACE. Or hero lien. This one has been a pain in the arse, pain in the arse for our real estate professionals. I believe there's about three states in the United States that has this type of lien, supported by your council folks, unfortunately. And it basically allows a homeowner to finance home improvements as part of, or attached as a hybrid loan to their property taxes. I will not go in detail on this show because I know way too much about how this works. It's in fact, someone walked into my office uh, earlier this week for a consultation and she ended up getting two of these liens on her house. She was unaware that the work was going to be financed this way and a job that's costing supposed to cost 50000 will now over a 30 year period. I didn't even know they did 30 year loans will now be $109,000 when it's all said and done. So pain in the arse is an understatement. So as I continue sharing the liens on the property, something you should be aware of. Another type of lien is liens uh, such as the Franchise Tax Board that is recorded against the person slash their estate that gets recorded against them and attached to the property important to know. So how do you know this? How do you find out, right? Cuz you're shuffling through a bunch of papers or you don't know. You're kind of coming at the tail end of the situation and so you may not know all this information. So it's important to rely on the professionals to, you know, give them as much current information, statements or bills that you're getting so that we can cross reference them against what is recorded against the chain of title. Very important. Number 3. Right. So the third thing that we should uh, also know because I've covered links. So the first thing to understand is the vesting or the ownership, how the uh, property was held, and then how the property was transferred to you, and how you yourself as an inheritor will accept or receive title. The second thing, as we're talking about five things every inheritor should know, the second thing is property liens. And now the third thing right? As this relates to your real estate, is property condition. Property condition. Very important to understand the property condition. Why is the property habitable, right? Do you have a roof that's caving in? You have a roof that's falling apart. What's going on with the plumbing, right? So it would behoove you to get an initial inspection. Get an initial inspection to see what What type of house you're inheriting? What is the condition? Because then you can build your team and you can build your plan as to, you take on this property and manage the estate. You use it as rental income. You use it as an owner occupancy, meaning you move into the house. It's best to know, just like when you buy a car, you receive something, what do you do? You take it for a test drive. So I implore you and invite you, get with your real estate professional connect with the home inspector and do an inspection. Some of these home inspectors are more valuable beyond just your your uh, new purchase inspection. A lot of them do an annual inspection of a property. They'll do a two year re-inspection of a property. They are more resourceful and valuable to come out and share with you what the life uh, line or life uh, term, life period, or life or years left on a roof, for example, or a water heater. Is the water heater going out? Is the water, has the water heater been recalled? Is the electric, electric panel current or is it going out? I know, I know you're saying, well, this seems like a lot as an inheritor to, to know or take on, but this is what the responsibility requires is for you to know what you're dealing with. Peeling paint all these things. And the reason why you want to know that is because let's say you inherit a property that's free and clear. You may have an opportunity to refinance that property. However, the lender does send out an appraiser to call out any issues that would affect um, the HUD guidelines. So HUD sets forth health and habitable guidelines, health and safety standards, right? So peeling paint, um, you want to look at uh, smoke detectors, carbon monoxide, water heater being strapped or being up to code, right? If it's if it's in the house, it's got to be 18 inches raised. If it's in the garage, it's got to be 18 inches. There are different things that a real estate professional slash broker can assist you in prepping so that your um, loan meets those guidelines, right? And working with you in the event that the lender calls any any of those items out. The reason why I bring that up is because you may be able to do a small cash out refinance, right? Refinance of that property, pull money out to fix it up, prep it up, and then rent it, use it as a rental income and leverage that as a rental income. And then maybe the money you have left over, you can invest in more property. So use that one property as a stepping stone to build the next, right? My my investors know this very well, RRR, right? Rinse, uh, what is it? The, the the rinse, wash, repeat formula is essentially what they, where they talk about that. The burr, the burr, right? <laughs> they know this. So it's a gold mine if you are an inheritor, and these are we're discussing the th- the five things the five things every inheritor should know. So, what's the first one we talked about is the vesting ownership. How are you taking title? Number two are liens, property liens. What liens are on the property? I shared that pace and hero liens are causing the pain in the arse right now. And number three. Is understanding or knowing the property condition because then you'd be able to leverage that property. So get a home inspection. Get a home inspection. Uh, number four, it it will go in with number three, which is the value of that property. Hello, I should probably put that as number one. <laughs> How much is this property worth? Everybody wants to know that, right? Value. So value of the property. Like I said, we're doing this discussion style today Uh, because I'm not doing a formal presentation or classroom style because these are just five things every inheritor should know. I want to keep it short, simple, and sweet for you. So number four, knowing the value of the property. Here's two, on two occasions, you're going to have two different values of this property. If you as an inheritor, meaning the owner passed away, you want to get a Death, death, date on death appraisal, right? That in ta- D-O-T, right? Do, not the D-O-T, that's the um, death on transfer form. Don't want to do that. That's a whole nother show. I talked about that two weeks ago. <laughs> date of death, date of death appraisal. You want to get a date of death appraisal. Why? Somebody asked me why. Ask me why. Why, Lisa? Why should I get a date of death appraisal? Why should I get, why, why will I have two different valuations? It's important because there's this, such a thing called a step-up tax basis. There's such a thing from a tax uh, consequence, right? Real property, real estate, especially when you're selling and buying, have things such as capital gains tax that it's subject to or exempted from depending on on whether you meet the exemption uh, requirements. Escrow will send you a nice form and say, do any of these apply, right? Did the owner use it as their primary residence? If you say yes, then you are exempt from that federal tax withholding. Did, you know, X, Y happen? In fact, I think we'll go over that. Mm, I like this idea. We'll talk about that next week. Because this is happening more and more. And a lot of these folks who bought these properties at $30,000, 60000 100000 And these properties are being sold for $500,000, 600000 $800,000, $1 million. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's quite a gap in there. Uh, so you'll get hit with that capital gains tax or that federal tax withholding. And right now, per my escrow, from what I've seen on these net sheets, it's a 33% withholding. It's a lot of moolah, a lot of money. So if there's time to be strategic, great. If there's not, you're just going to take the hit and pay the withholding. Make sure you keep the uh, closing statement for your records so you can present that to your tax advisor when you are doing your taxes. Okay. So why? Why? Did anyone ask me say why? Why do you need a date of death appraisal? See, if you're involved and you answer these questions, guess what? You get your very own Ready, Set, Real Estate mug. Uh, Shad should be getting his mug. June got, got their mug. Um, Latani in the building, 3.33%. Is it 3.33% or is it 33? percent Is your decimal? I feel like the federal tax withholding is 33%. Is that my decimal or your decimal? Let's just double check. I don't like giving misinformation, but again, I do disclaim. Please check with your tax advisor. Three point three three percent? I thought the ta- i thought it was uh thirty-three percent, or is it three? Is it three and one third? Is that what it is? Okay, three and one third. She's an escrow officer, so she says it's three point three three. I thought I saw somebody's check a lot bigger. It was like 36000 that they had withheld. I have to look at their math again. <laughs> look at their math. So the reason why you get a date of death appraisal is because you're looking at the valuation of the property when the person passed away. How much was it worth at that time? Especially if you're a relative, you're allowed to claim the step-up basis, right? You're allowed to claim the step-up basis. If you're a joint tenant, you're allowed to claim the step-up basis on the person's half of the property. And very important to have a tax advisor so that you are reducing your tax liability. Now, that's one thing, right? And then you're going to get a second appraisal. What are we talking about? We're talking about the value of the property. You're going to get a second appraisal, and you want that to be at your market value. So they'll have, and depending if the appraisals are done pretty close to to each other, sometimes someone will go through a whole process and inheriting property be like a year, two, three years later um, that you've been in this process of uh, reclaiming the property as an inheritor, however long that takes. And time may have passed, right? Time will pass. As you can see now, Time has passed in the last 60 to 90 days and we are seeing that appraisals or valuations are changing. They are changing. They have changed. So making sure that you have for your records, what's the value? You know, when there's, I, I consulted with a with a family and they were deciding to uh, work with another broker. They decided that, you know, they were just, they were unhappy with how the property was priced aggressively and then wanted to, and then having to readjust the price. What I recommend in that case, if you're not agreeing with your real estate broker or professional, pay for an independent appraisal. So that way you don't feel like you're shooting in the, in the dark on value. That way you feel like you can maximize what you get. Now you may ask me, um, you may say to me, well, uh, does the buyer need to know? No, not if you don't want to tell them because we are now have decided as an industry that appraisals are opinions of value and they're not reports. What that means is a buyer is not required, excuse me, a seller is not required to re, uh, in the event that you're selling your property, the buyer does an appraisal. You may say, hey, I want to copy the appraisal. The buyer's no longer required, and this is per the contract now, it's very clear, they've gotten more clear about this uh, over this debate over appraisals, they've become more clear that the buyer is no longer required to give the seller the copy of appraisal unless they're asking for items to be fixed. If in the event that items have been called out and they call those lender required repairs, Then you can give them a copy, but even so that that's even a separate page that doesn't even have the valuation listed. So you can extract that out of the opinion of value appraisal report. Why again? It's not considered a report. It's considered an opinion of value, meaning if I hire multiple appraisals, if I get uh, hire two to three different appraisers, I am likely going to get two to three different opinion of value they will be different. So that's why. So at the same token, if you're a property owner and you get an appraisal, that doesn't necessarily mean that value is going to be the same value the buyer receives when they order their appraisal. But it helps you give you a ballpark by a third party who is certified, licensed, and trained to give their expert expert opinion of value. What we do as real estate professionals, depending on our training, I've been trained by appraisers. I've been trained and have designations as a pricing strategy advisor. So that means that I've been trained and taught how to create value for property And so when I issue comps and I issue my pricing recommendation, that's my opinion of value. And it could easily differ from what the seller thinks. So what I oftentimes say, if it's a big issue to moving forward or you're just completely not in agreement, go hire an independent appraiser. It can take, you know, you can get one turnaround in three days hire an independent appraiser. So you're not guessing and you're not playing yourself against this timeline right now as we're seeing rates continue to increase. Okay. So that's my thing. All right. That's number five on five things every inheritor should know. And the fifth one, drum roll, fifth one that you should know is an exit plan. What? is the exit plan exit plan for the property what is the exit plan that? what do you mean lisa i just got this house what do you mean what is the exit plan the exit plan like anything else in life when it comes to an end that means either your life cycle or the next cycle what is the plan for the property is this a primary residence Is this meant to be passed on generationally? That means you should be discussing estate planning. Is this property meant to be an income property or investment? The next plan is, am I going to manage the property as an inheritor or am I going to hire a PM or a property management company? Am I going to hire a property management company? So you want to continue to ask yourself these questions. What is the exit plan? investment property, owner, OCH, generational, are we keeping it? What's very interesting right now is I'm noticing a lot of the properties that are being inherited right now because of the new changes with uh, the, the the current laws and tax laws, that those who are not going to live in it do have to pay, right? Pay the higher tax bracket on those properties. And it's designed that way to force putting more properties back on the market so that it's available to new owners. This is kind of what the whole plan was. It's designed, it's not necessarily for it to be passed on generationally, but the law now stipulates, well, if the family's going to occupy, then in order to be exempt and all this other stuff, then they've got to live in it. So a lot of the inheritors are like, I'm not going to live there right? I have my own property or I live out of area. I'm not going to go back there and live in it. So that's why I've noticed almost one of every three listings that do hit the market as of recent are probate and trust sales. So we're noticing the family's inheriting and they're selling the property. Why? Because you've got to learn, what is the plan? What's the big picture? Long-term gain. What is the exit for the property? What is the plan? Okay. So I trust that you have found this very, uh, very helpful. Make sure you uh, tag, comment, send us an email for any topic suggestions. I welcome that. I get a lot, by the way. You guys are great in that, that you definitely do send me messages and you're like, hey, what about this? What do you think about this? And, you know, by sharing that with me, it's really helpful for me to kind of gauge Uh, The news, although I get alerted and inundated all the time with news, all the time, all the time, because there's so much happening. So you're welcome to send me any topic suggestions, any new potential guests for our show. Uh, So far, what I've been doing strategically, and I've been doing it on purpose, is catching us all up since the last two years of the pandemic, what the real estate market has been doing. And then we are going to be having our schedule of guests. I've got a a good friend and partner out in Atlanta who is a producer who's got a, a new film coming out, and we are going to bring him on the show as it talks about generational wealth, legacy building, property ownership, and just the importance of having that discussion, offering solutions, and moving on from there. So I'm really excited about that. We'll bring on some of our colleagues and advisors who are in different chapters and committees and talk about what they're doing in their respective uh, organizations to move, kind of move the bar, move the bar forward. Because I share with you from looking at the data uh, in terms of homeownership for certain communities, it is not all that great. And that's unfortunate. So education and information is that much more key and paramount. And for us to come together and offer solutions. All right. With that, I say have a powerful and productive week. We'll see you next week on another information packed episode of Ready Set Real Estate. Thanks.